Sports listeners, this is your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. It's a whole hour of Santa Barbara teen athletes and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> it's all not right. even a Santa Barbara day. It's a, it's a global day. Um, ah, I love it. I, everybody's changed. You know, it, it, this is radio, but we're doing, we're in a zoom room and everybody spent some time today and made their rooms. Oh boy, if somebody had to win a room, that would be you. Ed Langlow wins the room. Only thing you're missing is hula dancers. You, uh, your backdrop is the ocean and Hawaii. And I see this big palm tree. Nice job. I like it. Yeah. I need to talk to somebody about the dancers. They were, they were supposed no, to. No, that's, that's next week, you know? Oh, okay. Just have a little ensemble behind you playing we some music. I could dig that. I bet yeah. you could figure that out. That's your homework for next week. <laughs> uh, we have a couple of people on the line, and they've been really patient, so I want to get to them first. Um, really excited. We've got Steve Shook, Santa Barbara High School varsity baseball coach. Uh, hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, Erica. How are you doing this morning? Uh, thank you for your time today. I know you're a busy guy. Um, we My also pleasure. have in the house, yeah, we also have in the house Connor Street. Um, he's docked today, but I'm sure he's just, you know, figuring out, he's looking at all of his accounts receivable because, you know, he's killing it in the fishing business, okay? You have a 17-year-old high school student that took uh, upon himself to make lemonade out of these times. So he took his boat. He started his company, 805 Seafood. I'm really proud of him. I love his family. I love his older brother. So in the house, we have Connor Street. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah. Okay. So you ring in the bell. Ching, ching, ching. We're doing good. You got enough money to buy more lures and lines now? What's going on? <laughs> Well, the weather didn't allow me to get out, so I'm stuck at the dock today. I did some wiring and just hanging out now. Yeah. Well, we have your buddies in the house. Sam Russell, unmute yourself. You got to unmute. Hey, Sam. How you doing, Erica? Yeah, good. We got Connor in the house. You want to say something? How you doing, Connor? What up? How you doing? I'm good. It's been a minute. Good. It's been a while, yeah. Hey, yep. well, you know, Sam, uh, Sam, he wants to tell you about this bucket challenge he has. Uh, so somebody that he knows, you know, pushed him because, you know, what, what are we doing during these times? So yeah. um, I reached out to him. So what's going on with the bucket challenge there, dude? Since really that I don't have like any baseball, any practice to go to or anything. Hey, is this, like is this Sam Russell? Yes, it is. How you doing, coach? Where have you been, my friend? I've been at home and doing work in the cages. Had a boy. Had a boy. I'm well, sorry, Erica. Has, I just had to say hello got, to one of my players. There you go. <laughs> he's got Mama E riding him hard, coach. Don't worry. I put two boys <laughs> to baseball in college. And oh, yeah. with a lot of love from Bill Pintard, because my kids were catchers. Uh -huh. so got very blessed there working with the Foresters. And getting uh, connected with Darren Spiller. And through Darren, I got to meet Jordan. So, yeah, we, it's a baseball is a family. We stay connected. So, tell everybody what you're doing there. Come on, brag a little bit. I, your guys right. are getting bigger. I see it. I see the results. Erica gave me a challenge where I have to hit three buckets of baseball every day for a month straight. And she said at the end of the month, she'll give me, like, a surprise or some type of reward. Cool. If I do it. 
what do you know? You don't even ask what the reward is. You, maybe I get you a cup of soup. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm hard. What is I'm it? What is the reward? What's that? What is the reward? Is it a big... in front of everybody? You got to put me out there. Like, all right, all right. I'm gonna I mean, yeah. I'll say it. You do it for 30 days. You're 10 days into it, right? Or yeah, 10 days into it. You got 20 yeah. days left. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're going to Disneyland, baby. How's that? Really? <laughs> you like that? Yeah. You and your mom. You're going to Disneyland, baby. All right. Really? Oh, All right. Yeah. You like that? Cool. Well, I can't. Thank it's you. the only thing that came to my head. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> You're going to Disneyland. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Got to keep you motivated. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being my son? Oh, it was it was torture. Let me tell you. I mean, my, my kids tell stories now. I used to make them flip those 16-wheel tires up via chaparral. That's the hill of no return. They did, so they don't play games. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a lie. That is a fact. So anyways, we'll get to that. That'll be the next challenge. So listen, I want to reel you guys. I've got in the house, I've got Jordan Tuig with St. Mary's. And then we've got Coach Shook at Santa Barbara High School. I love connecting. You, probably, you guys probably already know each other. You guys can uh, engage, but I do want to ask Jordan, how did you get from Cal State Northridge? Like what happened? And now all of a sudden you're at St. Mary's. I mean, I know the game, you got to keep up. So what exactly happened? Oh, man. Thank you. First, thanks for having me back. I think this is number three for me. So veteran now of the show and, and I love coming back. I love your energy, Dominique. It's good to see you. Um, yeah. Dr. B, what's going on? Dr. D, what's going on down there? Are you the only guy in studio right now? That is correct, sir. Oh man, I'll tell you what, you're holding down the fort. Good job. Um, well, you know, I tell you what, I, and Steve, it's awesome to, to, I think we, I don't know if we've actually formally met. I know you're at Santa Barbara high school. I know you're with the foresters, so it's really good to Yeah, no, uh, we've had, uh, had a couple of your players. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, I was at Cal State Northridge for six years and, and had a chance through a roundabout way to meet Erica and Dominique through a, a good friend of mine, Darren Spiller, who was doing some nonprofit stuff, uh, called home field for champions. Um, just for, you know, for different youth players and, and giving guys an opportunity. And so I got a chance to meet Erica and Dominique through that and um, was at Northridge for six years. My head coach, Greg Moore, um, got an opportunity at St. Mary's. Um, their head coach got the, got the job this past summer at Long Beach State. And so that opened up an opportunity at St. Mary's. And, um, you know, our whole staff, maybe minus our head coach, is from the Bay Area in Northern California. And so you know, when we came up here, we're very familiar with the area, grew up in this area. Uh, our head coach, Greg, went to University of San Francisco. So he had some familiarity with the conference and private school in, in Moraga, California, um, just just east of Berkeley and in like Walnut Creek, Lafayette and the East Bay. And um, yeah, we came up, checked it out. Greg got offered the job, I think within, you know, probably 10 to 15 days of the last coach leaving. And it just was such a good opportunity to come and do something different, a good challenge. It's a very winning program, a really good university academically. And so for us, it, we, we looked at it as a way to just keep kind of building and going and, um, and you know, obviously had a, a good 16 games going under our belt, just like everybody in baseball and, and the world. And, uh, and then everything hits. And so, you know, it's been fun. It's been a fun challenge. I know that's not um, the reaction you get from most people when you talk about what's going on right now, but what a fun challenge it has been to keep our young guys going and, and keep the people around us going and positive. So that's why I always like coming on this show. You're always smiling, Erica, and you're always keeping everybody uh, up in arms. So it's, it's pretty fun. 
Uh, well, I, I am so coach Moore is just, he's just, you know, he just is exudes. Wow. You know, his energy. I, we went down there every year with a boatload of kids, truckloads. Okay. I, any kid that couldn't afford, I mean, what you did for all those two day, all those years, the attitude for gratitude camps were yeah. a child with very minimal means got an opportunity to experience baseball at a division one program actually go into the class and then work out with the players the model was absolutely brilliant you gave those kids one thing that they struggled to find every single day in their life and that is hope you know i mean i mean brought dominique and i brought tears to our eyes there's (laughs) nothing that i wouldn't do i would sell lemonade to be able to participate and help contribute to that. So thank you very oh, much. That's fun. We're able to kind of keep that going up here. And, and what's neat about it is, is obviously Darren's still a very close friend and he's doing some great stuff in Southern California right now, even during this crazy time. And sorry, I'm outside. There's airplanes flying over me, but, um, but we're able to do the attitude of gratitude now in two places. So we've got, we've got some stuff set up. Hopefully if we're able to get back out in August and September, which it sounds like mm-hmm. that's where it's leaning. Um, we have some dates that are tentative, but we're going to do some stuff in Northern California. And then we have one set up in Newberry Park in Southern California. So we can hopefully get some of those Santa Barbara kids back down there and, and do something fun for a few days. And yeah. so. Well, when John went to Holy Names and he played, he actually took one season and he coached. And actually it was a paid position. It was great. It was a travel team. Yeah. And I can give you the contact information for that gentleman. He was an ex-ball player. He actually played in the bigs and he's got a baller for a kid and he started this. Now he's a minister and he started this church. And what he did is he picked up all the players that got cut and he started his own league. Yeah. And it's just, he's got his nonprofit, he's got everything. And yet he's up in San Francisco Bay area. So I want, I want to definitely connect you guys together. He's got great. all the kids you need. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Thank you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. This is all the kids are in the Oakland area. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that told me that the MLB just are not recruiting. I mean, I don't want to get the whole race thing, okay? But they're just not recruiting um, certain, you know, because it is, you are farming from the world now. I get it, okay? But um, these kids, that would just be a great union for both of you. That would be fantastic. And I know now um, that Steve has got great relationships with Bill and everything like this. But at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. And you get those smart ones with that great GPA. I mean, that's the one thing that people don't understand. You can get into St. Mary's. I mean, no kidding you. Holy Names was a bucket of money. And because of John John's grades, he was an A student. It only cost me, no kidding you. And I had, he was on the fifth floor on the water, got his laundry picked up every week. I mean, okay, the kid did not need anything. And it cost me 265 bucks a month. And that's with baseball and the grades. Yeah. So listen, clearly, you need the grades out there, kids. You get the grades in. I think at, at that time, if you had a 3-6, um, they would write you. It was like 20 grand. It was crazy, crazy monies that St. Mary's offers in ac- and academic scholarships. Do you, can you add to that? Yeah, they do a great job with, uh, you know, we walked into an unbelievable system that's set up at St. Mary's for, um, there's seven different levels of scholarships. and so. You know, the highest ones being $30,000 a year that a kid could get. Uh, I think it's a 3.7 and a buck yeah. with a, an SAT. So an SAT score, it's a good score. It's a thir- uh, 12.80, which is a solid score. You know, it's a yeah. good score. But then it starts to go down and the money, 
to me, especially in the recruiting side, when you start looking at uh, a young man that, at least in our our um, sport, that could get a three point two six GPA, which is a solid GPA. That's not uh, crazy four point but a three two six and a ten sixty can get you twenty five thousand dollars a year. In Jeez, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but you can nice. start really working with that when yeah. financial aid comes into play, and and obviously baseball scholarships and. And there's other merit awards and veteran awards and just, you know, that's right. part of the job is trying to find a way to make it uh, a little more, um, you know, at ease for parents and trying to figure out a way financially to make it happen. So, yeah, yeah it's what I liked about it is I was walking scope in the school because I really felt connected to that school. And I walk in and I bumped into this little gym. They got balls all over the place. So I started dribbling. You know, I played a little basketball back in the day. And I'm shooting around. All of a sudden, more people, parents that yeah. came from this camp. And all of a sudden, we got a little four-on-four half-court pickup game going with all these moms and dads. Yeah. Of course, I was the only mom. But that's okay. I was, a, I was, you know, I was easy on them. Okay? I was easy on them. Yes. So that's fantastic. Listen, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to come back with Connor with the fishing report right after these messages. <laughs> And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Yeah. All right. This is what we've been waiting for, the fishing report. Okay. So, Connor, how much fish did you catch last week? Last week was a long, it was a longer week because the weather allowed me and I was up close to 200 pounds. 200 pounds. Nice. So you could, I mean, but, nothing for nothing. Obviously, you wouldn't be doing this if you couldn't make a living at it. Could you make a living just with what you've got going right now? One, one boat, one guy? Um, I could if I found a cheap place to live. <laughs> uh, you do. So free. I'll talk to your mom. Free, Red. Yeah, no, it, but then you have weeks like this week, and I haven't even got able to go fishing this week because the ocean weather's been too rough. So it's incon- yeah. it's very inconsistent. You know, yeah. some weeks. So is there hard. is there a big overhead? Your gas? How much does gas cost for the week? Oh, I I only take about twelve gallons. So I mean, twelve mm-hmm. times three thirty or whatever that is right now. I'm only it's only like. 40, 50 bucks. Okay, so, and then you got your lures. Do you break, do lures break off a lot or no? Um, well, I had, last week I caught six sharks that broke the lures, so they, then I lost a little more money last week than I'd like just because I wasn't expecting to get any sharks and they took my, they took it and snapped my line and the rest is just history, but. Uh, some weeks I go a whole week without breaking oh, a whole lure. lure. It's, fine, so. yeah, it's inconsistent. It's all different and it all changes. Fantastic. Okay, so what do we got? We got rockfish and how much are we selling out a pound? And tell us, and you also have a delivery service. Is that right? Yes. So I sell my rockfish whole for $5 a pound and I can gill, gut, and scale it for an additional $5. Also, if you're not able to make it out during the selling hours, 
um, I can de- it can be delivered for an additional five dollars. So it's basically five dollars across the whole board. Um, right. And then when I get when I get halibut, it's nine fifty a pound. So I mean, it's 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 enough it's enough to sell, and people people like the rockfish, and customers are enjoying it. So that's all that matters. As long as people are enjoying the fish. So is the rock? I you know believe it or not, I've never had it. And I, I keep looking at it and I, I don't know, I just never had it because I like, you know, I know what other fish taste like, which I really love. So if you had to describe rockfish, what, what is it similar to like halibut or cod or because it's a white fish. So what would you what, what would you equate it to? Um, well, I, it, the meat, it, it's not it's not super fishy, which most people love because it's not very fishy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's medium, fla- mild flavor. It's um, I could probably consider it close to a. Uh, uh, maybe a cod, but the cods are a little more oily and have um, a lot of omega three oil in it, so that that the rockfish doesn't have. So that's the difference between the two. But it's pretty close to a black cod. Do you have Do you have to worry about bones when you eat it? Uh, no, actually, when you cook it whole and it's ready, you, the meat actually falls right off. It's like when you cook ribs and the ribs are ready and you go to grab right. the ribs and the bone it falls right the meat falls right off the bone it's just like that with the fish mm. so i know your dad got the trigger for father's day last year because you know i you know i um stalk your mother's facebook page so that being said in the trigger okay if you do you have to tin it up you have to roll it up in anything or just throw it right on the grill and how long does it take so on the trigger you put it on you put it in tin foil you put all your seasoning in the inside of your uh, fish and on the top of the fish and it only takes about 20 to 25 minutes and the fish is done but it really depends on the size of the fish because if it's the smaller grade of fish um it's going to cook faster but if it's the larger so is that grade like 225 or higher heat uh i think it's 300 that he does it at 300 yeah well i'm gonna trust your dad all day so listen i'm gonna let you get back to your books okay do you have anything you want to add sam that's all. I, I just think it's pretty cool that Connor at such a young age has a business already that he could supply himself with if he needed to with home and a f- with food and place to live. Aw, he's feeding the family. I love yeah. that. Okay. Hey, well, Connor, you're just, you are the, um, Jordan might have a question. No, I have you a are, Is it $15 total to, to have him deliver a rockfish up to northern california because i heard it was a five dollar charge for delivery so if he can catch me a fish gale you know scale it gut it and then get it to northern california by six tonight i'll have 15 crisp dollars for him (laughs) no okay Uh, no you have to to add a few more fives to that if you're if you're coming up more the delivery max goes from montecito uh to um or into Galita out here. Galita. So you okay, so I gotta meet you. I gotta meet you in Galita too. You gotta come down here for fresh rockfish. Fair enough. Fair when enough. you're at when you're scouting somebody at Santa Barbara High School, you know you gotta place the flop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then we could have rockfish, you know, on my trigger. That's it. And I'll get it delivered. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh Steve, do you have any, you have any questions? You need some fish tonight? No, I'm good. Sounds like a great deal, though. I mean, that's that's awesome. The 17 year old guy can go out there and figure out a business plan and 
you know, go to make ends meet and start a business at that young age. That's just tremendous. My my background is a small business owner, so all kudos to him. Yeah, he's Thanks, a great, great academic, great, and great multi-sport athlete, great. Great Bishop awesome. Cardinal representation, really good. Okay, so let's get on it. Let's get going. I want to have Steve, do you have any questions for um, Jordan? Now's your chance. No, Jordan, we'll hook up. Um, you know, I've got, uh, you know, we got guys in the program now that have tremendous grades, um, with a little bit of development, a little bit of strength. Uh, well, I may have a couple guys for you in the next couple. No, oh, that's that's awesome to hear. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate it. I know you guys run a really good program. I saw, if I'm not mistaken, did you guys, I think you graduated, what, six or seven seniors this year? Is that right? Seven, yeah, seven. Man, how was that? I know, I, you know, I watch, I watch all the things on Facebook and Twitter, and you know, we graduated four, and we weren't there, we didn't walk, we didn't get a chance to do that. So I'm sure you, you had a chance to spend some time with them. It looked like how how was the how was the rest of the spring for those guys? Oh, it was absolutely the, the awful. Yeah, you know, I I just felt so bad for you know, and I'm not making light of it, but at least you know the seniors in college can come back and play one more year. And the seniors in high school, people don't realize or, you know, that aren't really dialed into it, that they don't get another year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and everything that they've worked for and all the extracurricular activities that go on in the second semester, these poor seniors just, they they lose out on a big part of their their young life. Yeah. No question. No question. That, that puts a lot of work on the coaches because when you got a kid that you really like and you know, he was at the precipice of, you know, you, you've got talent there, but he needed that one extra year because you know how it is with boys and hormones and size. Oh, I mean, yeah. I guys that grew three inches after high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. I, I saw it with John when he was playing at Holy Names. I'm like, what the heck happened here? You know, it all depends. You know, my, my kids t- cut teeth at eight months and I knew I was doomed. I like it. Yeah. They have no teeth for two years, right? No teeth, yeah. no hair. Okay, that's what the thing that kills me. So yeah. I, I got to ask you: Do what do you do, um, Steve? What do you what can you do? Like you just reach out to coaches like um, Jordan, say, "Hey, I got this guy. I just got this feeling about him." You know, because he didn't have a season. You know, Jordan, you didn't even get a season to look at all these guys. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I'm fortunate. All seven of my seniors are going to go on and play play at the next level so i mean you know to be 100 percent on my seniors i've never had that happen to me before so i'm fortunate there the ones that really hurts is the is the juniors because they don't get that year to show what they got and they lose Mm -hmm. a year of uh you know development and and you know stats even though i hate stats and and uh exposure (laughs) so now they come in their senior year and you know, it's it's kind of hard to sell them or talk them up to college coaches because you don't. I don't have much, you know, background on them. You know, there's nothing to sh- really show, so they lose out on a the juniors lose out on a full year of development uh, as far as you know showcasing them to uh, college coaches. Yeah, so, you know, Sherry, we have Sherry Owen in the house. Hey, Sherry, you got to unmute yourself though. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, I'll wait till I see the unmute. So you are a motivational speaker for the Lady Gauchos. And I know during this time, because we were supposed to have the Gaucho coach, Bonnie is her name, right, on the show today. 
Um, so what do you do? Because I know the kids are very connected to you. I remember the parade that you got for your birthday for the girls on the basketball ah, table. Really nice. Yeah. So what, what are you talking it up? What are you saying to the girls? You know, girls it's, are it's, different it's, species than boys. Let's just put it. Yes. Let's just put it out there and be clear. Okay. Yes. Yes. You know, but, but, you know, it's interesting because I don't treat them any different. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like, you, you know, what are you doing? But, you know, a lot of them, they're home. You know, they're not back at the campus yet. Um, there's one or two that stayed, but most of them went home. Right. Um, they're training at home. Um, they're biting at the bit to get back. I think if all goes well, possibly they'll be able to come back um, a second summer session and start to practice in a modified way, at least nice. with conditioning and weight. So, you know, that gives them hope. And, and um, you know, I, you know, I keep telling them, I keep teasing them. I said, you know, you come back here and you're out of shape. You're, you're in trouble. I said, there's no reason you can, you know, you're not at home and you can't be shooting hoops and doing suicides and staying in condition. I said, because, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen with college athletics next year, but you have to be prepared. Right. And it's like, that's what I tried to explain to them. I said, look, I said, when the door opens, you have to be ready to walk through it. And if you're not, you're going to, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be a good, a good outcome. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. They're trying to avoid me. <laughs> which you know if they're in person they just stay quiet and walk by me because they know i can't see anything so you know it's, it's pretty messed up, right yeah they tiptoe by you <laughs> and and usually one of the friends give them up and they say hey, hey, hey sherry you know natalia's walking by you i'm like oh you know so it's it's pretty funny <laughs> it's very funny yeah <laughs> everyone it's just sign Exactly. It's like, there's, it's like, there's Sherry. Like, hey, oh my God. You know, don't say anything. And then, you know, and then if they're loud enough, I'm like, I, I heard that. Yeah. That's so. so good. So Jordan, your recruiting class, your freshman recruiting class, you satisfied? Did you already have a mid hopper? Or what, what was the deal? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I listening to what you were just saying, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's so interesting because it's, it's a conversations I've been having for weeks about, trying to figure out what we can best do to get our guys ready to come back. And not only that, the high school kids that I talk with, I talk with on average now probably more kids than I have in my recruiting career. And I talk to a lot of kids, but now you have nothing but time and they have nothing but time. So you're talking to a lot of different individuals um, who all want an opportunity, who all want a chance. And what I have been telling them is very similar to the message you just heard, which is you are... Um, you are up against everybody else that wants those spots. Meaning right. if, you're, if you're not creative and you're mm -hmm. not finding ways to be active, and you're not mm -hmm. working out and you're not mm -hmm. uh, just doing crazy stuff to make yourself better, reading books, being more um, social, learning how to do things that maybe you would have never done. That you're, mm -hmm. you're really up against it because everybody wants those spots. doesn't matter if it's right. baseball, doesn't matter if it's basketball, um, mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's anything. So to answer your question, we have a, a freshman class right now, I think of 21 or 22 kids because we return a group of freshmen that got 16 games and get their year back. So they're all freshmen. Oh, class coming oh in. I, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, we have a class coming in now of, I think at the time that, you know, there's 14 kids that are coming in. So, you know, we're, we're looking, we're looking at a pretty good group, you know, of guys that are all un, now classified in the same class. And so, you know, to coach's point, you start talking about the 21 class, those juniors that didn't get that opportunity, the seniors, 
They're going to go to junior college. They're going to go to four-year schools. They're going to have a really good chance to try to find something somewhere. But yes, we got all of our seniors back. And so those, nice. those opportunities, when you recruit and you go out and you try to piece together a roster and you try to find the right people and the right fits, it's all based on what you have and what's leaving. And so that completely yeah. gets upended and changed. And so now we have individuals that are still the right people. They're still the right players. They're still the right kids, all of that stuff. But there's the reps that they were going to get, the opportunities that they were going to get earlier on. Those change a little bit. And so now what we're looking for in the junior to be senior class, that 2021 class or 2022 class changes. So you have to shift on the fly fast. And mm-hmm. as a college coach, you do that anyway. We're, we're, we're equipped to do that. And we're, we've been doing that all the time with rule changes and all the craziness that goes on in our sport and other sports in college. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting time right now because right. we have a young man call me in the 2021 class and say, coach, I really want to come. It's, I look at a class in front of them going, well, there's 21, 22 kids in that class where is he going to get an opportunity? Yeah. Well, this is when you reach out to other schools and say, Hey, I got, or maybe start off at a CC program. You well, you, you know? do. I think it's hey, also Gordon, one of those opportunities I'm have to, to take, slow down. I got, yeah. I got to take a break. Okay. Yeah. Dr. D is, is trying to do lights out and all that. <laughs> so I got to go. Okay. I get it. All right. Let's take a break. This is Erica Salda, the queen of team. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is a Santa Barbara Chin Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right. So I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jordan. And if anybody's just recently joined in, we are very blessed today. We've got Steve Shook with Santa Barbara High School. We've got a team in the house, Sam Russell. And we're also blessed to have Jordan Tuwig with St. Mar- uh, Mary's College. So I just didn't want to cut you off at the end. But um, I understand. and. Uh, the difficulty of what's going on right here. And it's got to be absolutely challenging, not for you, uh, but as well as these kids that actually are backing in. I did not know that these kids get to redo. Yeah. I mean, and, and see, what people don't really get, because, you know, being a mom of two boys, that year, that's why I, ho- I love the whole red shirt. Like when my son John got a scholarship to East Bay and the coach lost his job right when he was driving up there with a full load of HSN, okay? <laughs> Mommy got him every shirt and towel and t- face cloth needed. And so he ended up staying at City College uh, for the first two years, but he redshirted that first one. And I thought that was the best, smartest thing because you got all your grades, you got the school out of the way, you got that academic level off, said you are not not getting an A. Because all this stuff, because life is a, it's a journey. You know, so the CC model going into a, a four-year school, I mean, honestly, just it, it worked for him. I'm not saying not to go to UCLA as a freshman. Great. You know, but you just, or St. Mary's as a freshman. Great. But I love that whole red shirt. Take that five-year, grow, learn your sure. thoughts. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm a product of junior college. I did red shirt. I red shirted at Cuesta College down in your guys' neck of the woods. And then 
Um, I played two years at Feather River Junior College in Northern California. And so I went that exact route, just like your son did, and, and then got opportunities beyond that to go play college ball and, and then got right into coaching. And so I understand that side. And so I started off at a junior college as a coach. I was a head coach at a junior college for three years. So I, I, value, I value that education. I value that time. And I, I can tell you that even now as a Division One coach, um, I think that going into my 17th year, 18th year now, it's one of those deals where that was some of the best coaching and some of the probably the fun times I had because you could really take mm-hmm. players that weren't quite ready and spend a lot of time with them. And you can really develop, you can teach, you know, really good habits and, and things that they can use at the next level. And you see big growth between mm-hmm. freshman and sophomore year and then sophomore going into their junior year. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like a different kid. And yeah. at the division one level, you see those growths and you see it at different times, but you don't always get the opportunity as a freshman and sophomore at some of the bigger schools, like you mentioned, the UCLA or St. Yeah. Mary's, or it's just there's kids that are really good as juniors and seniors in front of you. So you, you don't always get to play right away. So mm-hmm. at a junior college, it's a two-year deal, quick turnaround in terms of mm-hmm. the recruiting and the development, but you see some big growths and it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a cool time. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I got to say, cause John in high school was social. You know, and yeah. I never pushed the whole book opening, you need a 4.0 and all that. I just want to really have a good experience in school. I had no idea I was going to graduate the top of his class in the School of Psychology at Holy Names. But, you know, he just got committed. He needed the extra time, you know, to grow and learn. I owe, you know, support, support, support. You never want to play the shame game with a kid because you don't know when they're going to light is going to flip on. And I just look at it for kids. For me, I'm here to serve. Whether you take you know, wisdom or not, then I wasn't the right messenger. And that's okay, because I don't have an ego in it. But you are such an easy guy to connect to. And any kid that gets underneath, that's why I always like talk it up with anybody that know now, I mean, first it was Northridge, but now it's St. Mary's. So I shifted. So thank you. Appreciate that. I, yeah, I can tell you this, that I, I'll tell kids this all the time. And I'll tell everybody that's listening to this. And I think there's a place for everybody to play ego aside grades aside all of that there's always somewhere for them to play whether it's you know football basketball baseball and i think what you have to do is you have to you just have to look for those what this is going to do in our particular sport and i think coach i think steve you could attest to this is it's gonna it's really gonna make the ones that really want it it's gonna make the sport better so junior colleges are gonna get seeing the rates of kids entering junior college are going way up. I mean, the community yeah. colleges are flooded right now with kids, which is a good thing. And, yeah. and, you know, division two, division three, really competitive. Uh, sorry if I'm cutting out, but really competitive um, teams. And you're going to see that over the next couple of years. So pretty cool. Right. No, I agree. I agree with Jordan. You know, you know, my whole thing with my, players, I agree, I agree. you know, I tell them all the time, there's always a place to play, but you need to be, you got to find the fit um, and find a place that will allow you to be competitive from the minute you step on campus. What yeah. we see is a lot of kids these days have to get tied into that D1 thing and it's really not a good fit and they really don't have an opportunity to compete. Um, that's why I love pushing my guys the JC route. I mean, it gives you an extra year or two to get bigger, stronger, faster, hone in on your grades, develop. And then you got two years, and then in this time right now, the economics of it too. I mean, it's cheap. Um, so I, I love the JC route, um, but for me, I push my guys to find the college that if you stepped on campus and blew out your arm and could never play, you'd be happy staying there for four years. 
Yeah. Good point. Let's take a little break. It's Erica Salda. Thank you for those words, Steve and Jordan. We'll be back with more after these messages. This is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Okay, we're back with Ed, and if only I'd known. What say you, Ed? Good morning, everybody. Uh, Good morning. If only I'd known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. And uh, this week's segment is uh, the pursuit of happiness, and I thought it was a good follow-up for last week's dealing with stress and the pursuit of happiness. We seek out so many things, achievements, financial gain and social status, but none of these things are inherent in happiness. The first thing we need to understand is that happiness is a state of mind. Remember nothing that happens to you in this life has any meaning except the meaning you give it. What we need to do is maximize the good times in order to minimize the ones that aren't so good. That's not to say that you can give everything a good or happy meaning, but we need to focus on the ones that we can. If only I had known that when I was young. Let me share something that uh, I experienced many years ago. Now, uh, I didn't have a lot of parenting. I didn't have any mentors, at least none that I'd listened to. So there I was, 30 years old, riding on the bow of a ski boat, cruising five miles an hour down the Nacimento River soaking up the whole experience, the green shoreline and occasional deer and the water gurgling under the front of the boat as we slowly plowed through it and loved every minute of it. Mm. When I thought, wouldn't it be great to be a billionaire and own all of this? Then I thought, but I'm not a billionaire. I don't own any of this. So how can I be so happy? That was the first time in my 30 years that it occurred to me that happiness is a state of mind. So if you're a teen and you don't understand that yet, take it from me. Don't wait till you're 30 to stop thinking when I can afford that new car, then I'll be happy or I'll be happy when forget all that. Be happy now. Mm-hmm. Just look around you and, and look at all the things that you have and be happy for it. Happiness is wanting what you have, not having what you want. You definitely don't want to stop. Uh, striving to accomplish the things or achieve your goals, just don't be miserable along the way. So I was going through some book, um, some papers last week, and I, I came across some notes that I'd written from ground school where I'd, where I'd written, every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. That was my mantra in those days. It was something that uh, I used to think it, I would say it, I'd write it on my papers because it made me happy. Promise you this, if you seek out ways to look at the brighter side of all the things that are around you, you'll live a much happier and fulfilling life for it. I'm Ed Langlow. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. We got Christine Marie and Dominique. You got a minute to add to that wisdom. 
I'm Christine. Right. <laughs> Ed, that is so awesome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much. You were, were, were reminding me. I've, I've, there, there have been certain times in my life that I was so unhappy because I didn't have what I wanted. And exactly. I, um, I was angry and I was frustrated. And then there came a time in my life where I thought, God, I just hate being angry and frustrated all the time. And I chose to start to be happy. And then people would... And then recently, like I've been, you know, living a certain kind of life and, um, you know, um, when I came back from Africa, I didn't have a place, you know, I was, I was sort of a nomad pulling it all together as a nomad. And people were like, oh, you love this life. You're so happy. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Don't mistake my happiness with my loving the circumstances. The fact of the matter is I'm going to be happy no matter what the circumstances yeah, are. So exactly. thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while to, to understand that I didn't, I didn't get it. And it's not easy. I mean, I, I know it today. I preach it today. And I don't really do it as well as I would like to. So I understand that it's easy to say. Yeah, Dominic, I got to say, we got about 20 seconds, Sherry. Sorry to do it, but you are the most positive person that I've ever met. And you, you, know, you face challenges with not being able to see every single day. So what's your secret? I'm grateful. Mm. Yeah. So, so if I can wake up in the morning and feel grateful, then I'm happy. That's, yeah, that's my secret. It's, it's okay. What am I grateful for? And there's just so many things, right? So if you can ask yourself, you know, what am I grateful for? And if you can even have one answer to that question, then I think you found happiness. There you go. Sam, that's I hope you're taking all this in. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more after these messages. This is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. I always like to close the show with Richard Ellsworth. How you doing there, Richard? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So what's the big, what's the big secret for today? Well, the, the big topic today is everything being connected and everything is connected in the world, but also in our bodies and our bodies are like cars that when something is wrong, there are a bunch of dashboard indicators that light up and say, Hey, something's wrong with, with something. Let's say you have, let's say you have neck pain. Oftentimes neck pain is, is associated with your small intestine. When your small intestine is not functioning properly, it needs extra energy to do what it needs to do. So it goes to muscles because muscles is where our energy is. And it often pulls from the neck. So every organ is pulling from different muscles in the body. So we have a million different indicators telling us exactly what's going on and what's wrong at all times. So it's important to pay attention to these. Um, so I'm going to give you two that you can pay attention to. Um, and they both relate to digestion. So if you're having digestive troubles, um, things along those lines, these will be very helpful. So first of all, um, on our tongue, we have, uh, oftentimes you have a groove down the middle and the depth of that groove indicates how low <laughs> our stomach is hydrochloric acid. And that's mm -hmm. how we break down our food. 
So if we're not breaking down our food properly, and as we get older, we produce less and less of this acid. If we have a groove down the middle of our tongues, that suggests that we need more of it. Um, and then finally, the last one is between our shoulder blades. If right between our shoulder blades, if we bend over just slightly, um, it might be flat. And if it's flat, it indicates that there's pancreatic enzyme deficiency that's genetic. So you want it slightly rounded. If it's, if it's pretty flat back there, though, it would be good to supplement with pancreatic enzymes like pancreatin. That will dramatically improve your digestion. And also for the, for the groove in the tongue, taking hydrochloric acid is also a good thing to do. I'm trying to check my back with my phone. I'm doing a selfie. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I got to go back to it just to be happy. <laughs> Right now. Yeah, but the, the amazing thing is that our body is constantly talking to us and telling us what it needs. Absolutely. We got to get going. Hey, Santa Barbara, we love you. Hey, if you need some fish, we've got 805 seafood that we need to consider. If we've got some great rockfish today. God bless you. See you next week. <laughs> Alegría Macarena, 